Hi, I'm Sydney. Welcome to the Forbidden Cities, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast where JC and I talk about Keeper of the Lost Cities books, theories, characters, ships, and more. Hello, and welcome to the Forbidden Cities podcast. Episode one. Yeah, episode one. JC, what are we discussing today? Unlocked. Unlocked. Yay, did I get it right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We didn't plan this. Yeah, not at all. It's almost like we orchestrated it. (laughs) Nah, we're not powerful enough. (laughs) We'll have to explain that at some point. I'm a little confused. Oh, so in Exile, remember, uh, t- Counselor Tarek steps forward and he's like, oh, it's it's so weird that, like, the most powerful oh. elf in our cities met the most powerful creature, talking about Sylvany, and he's like, yeah. it's almost like the Black Strawn orchestrated it. And then Orly steps forward and she's like, no, that's not possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I not get it now. enough. We were literally <laughs> just talking about that quote and I still didn't get it. <laughs> well, I just have it, like, stuck in my head now because mm-hmm. it's, I-, I laughed really hard whenever I saw that. Yeah. Um, but we do need to add that there's a spoiler warning for Unlocked because, yes. you know, we're, we're going to be telling you everything from it. So if you have not read mm-hmm. it and you don't want it spoiled. Huge spoiler warning. We're going to discuss the our, whole book, everything. Yes. Yeah. Just wait for our other episodes because, I mean, you might still reference Unlocked in them. So make sure you're caught up with the series yeah. before you listen. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. To begin, Sydney, go ahead. Okay. Um... First, I'd like to say we got unlocked early, and I'm so excited that we got it early. <laughs> I'm just really happy about that. We had so anyway, much time to yeah. process all Oh, should we tell them how we read reactions? it? Yes. How I read it? <laughs> so I read it the day that I got it, like, I think it was the Friday before that it came out. Mm-hmm. And then Sydney came to my house the next day. Yeah, I've recently moved close to her, which is how this is possible. Exactly. So, um, we... She came to my house the next day, and I gave her my copy of it because, you know, I was getting a second one on Tuesday, and I needed someone else to have read it because I was dying inside from not saying spoilers to everyone I knew. So <laughs> I gave it to Sydney, and mm-hmm. she took it with her, and, um, Sydney, can you tell them yes. what we did? Yes. Okay, so we did this. Was last year the first time we did this? I think so, yeah. Okay, so last year I got, um, what was it, Legacy before JC. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew all the stuff about O'Reilly being Sophie's mom, and I was like, JC, you have to call me when you read this book, because we all know JC is obsessed <laughs> with O'Reilly Very much. and Kenrick, um, and she'd had the theory, we'd both had the theory that she was her mom for a long time. Since 2016. Yeah. for Since long, she right? gave Sophie Kenrick's catch. That's, yeah. that's what made me say, huh, suspicious. Yeah. Um, so anyway, last year we started doing that, and then this year... Um, for a full seven hours, I just read the book on the phone with JC, and we stopped every like three paragraphs to discuss something. Mm-hmm. So I'd say one third of that time was probably us just talking. <laughs> More than likely, and yeah. it was very late at night when we finished. Apparently, mm-hmm. by the way, if you were on the phone for seven hours, <laughs> yes, you think you're on the phone. It anymore. cuts you off after seven hours. <laughs> so we had to call back for like a second. What like. Mm-hmm. Hour, hour probably call, yeah uh-huh. and I didn't sleep that night yeah. at all <laughs> JC was just walking around her house doing chores while listening to yep. me and be like oh, 
I was, was gasping au- audibly. Yes, it was probably three or four o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like t- cleaning my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. it was it was it was a lot of fun though. Don't tell our parents. <laughs> they definitely won't be listening to this. Yeah. No, I can't see them actually listening to us. Like, yeah. Rambling about. <laughs> they have to listen to me do that enough. Yeah. I randomly called my mom the other day to rant about unlocked while I was waiting for you to get it. I think it was mm-hmm. Friday night. Oh, it oh, was no. torture. Whoa. I just broke the table. Okay, we fixed it. It does that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> first things first. JC, let's try to rank the book. Because okay. I thought it was so good. I was so happy mm. when I finished it. But then, they're, they're, okay, I looked at the Amazon reviews, and all these people are like, I can't believe it's just 200 pages. One no! star. They're all so mad. And no. I'm like, but, 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 she had to do this. It's so good. I'm okay. So this is in my notes to talk about too. Okay, just I'm go just, ahead. Just gonna go with it. Um, I'm very happy she wrote the book the way she did because she could not have done it without Keith's perspective. Mm-hmm. It would have been so weird. Like Keith would have just spoiler, you know, like we said. <laughs> um, Keith would have just disappeared like for weeks. It, yeah, kind of like, like why on earth did he do that? We would yeah. be so mad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like at the very end, imagine. And we, it, I think it's important to like know. Uh, why he wasn't talking. Because since yep. he stopped talking, how on earth were we supposed to know what yeah. he was thinking? Uh-huh. And then he would have literally, all we would see was Sof- the note he wrote to Sophie at the end. Maybe and like, then we'd be what? like, Keith, you've done it again. But now we know his reasoning mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. yeah. Sophie doesn't know. Oh, it was written so well. I loved it. I'm very happy really with did. it. See, I, I'm completely happy i i get disappointed in a book if orly doesn't come into it that much <laughs> so this book for me was like very exciting now of course i'm i'm very very disappointed in sophie because like what has she ever done to you but i love the book and keith dex just oh, every character it was just so meaningful there's nothing was. that bored me in this book it was a lot the packed victory, into 200 pages we're, we're gonna talk all about that but yes yeah. I feel like she fit a lot in there for just a 200-page yes. book, and you can read it really slowly, and it can last you a long mm-hmm. time. And the series guide is really important and actually hilarious, um, uh-huh. so don't just skip over that, because that, I feel like, is going to be important for the next yeah. book. Otherwise, she would have just written the uh-huh. book longer. I haven't read it carefully, but I've I've skimmed everything. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm probably going to end up reading it, you know, whenever I'm in torture waiting for the next one. Oh, but yeah, me too. I, I think it is important. Mm-hmm. I don't have no idea what that I'm just very is. excited about the way she did this. And it's really good that she didn't just give us a 200-page book, too. Mm-hmm. She gave us a lot of extra stuff. And Important the art stuff. is so oh. pretty. Yes. I I'm got so to see happy. the council. I, I've been it wanting looks, to see the council mm-hmm. since book one. What I'm looks so like we imagined it? Roe doesn't look like I imagined Oh, her. my goodness. Sandor she scares doesn't. Me. No. Um, um, but the scenes that Keith Orly drew, looks like I imagined her. Yeah. The council looks really good, and the, except Kenrick. <laughs> Sydney's disappointed in it. Can you, yes. can you please tell them why? Kenrick's smile. What was the other reason, though? The more important reason. Why I'm He doesn't have freckles. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have freckles. <laughs> she and his is. smile is just, like, creepy. It is. It's. She's going to do a better Kenrick drawing probably one day. Probably. I'm working on... I'm learning digital art, so. She's she's a very good artist. Oh, thanks. You drew a picture of Orly a long time ago, and it yeah. looks really similar to the one that we got. Oh, yeah. Except she looked a lot younger. Maybe I can redo that on digital. Making her look younger. That'd be cool. Okay, but anyway, the Keith scenes, though, 
we both agreed the um legacy scene mm-hmm. that was drawn looked just like we imagined yes Yes, yeah. like literally the room around them. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I pictured the floor, the ceiling. It, I was looking at it, and I was just like, how did... Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. It's really good. Yes. Okay. Um, and I have here JC's initial O'Reilly rant. Here. <laughs> so okay. give your... Get it out. Sophie, why... Okay, I'm, I'm really disappointed in the way that Sophie responded to Orly being her mom. Like, who would she rather have as her mom? I, she's done the most out of any character in the series to help you. The only reason that she stayed on the council and didn't leave with Kenrick, and you know this, Sophie, like, you saw the memory, the only reason she stayed was to be an ally for you. I don't understand it's, the problem. It's really ironic that Orly gave up her love life for Sophie, and, and Sophie's now Sophie's mad. mad because she can't have a love life. Right. And Or uh, she can if she just finds someone who's right. selfless. that's the thing. <clears throat> Keith. <laughs> and the self-control Orly has to not just be like, oh, you want me to leave the council? Okay, then let's try it. I will call Emery right now and tell him. And we'll see if they stay on your side. Because Sydney has faith in the council. She thinks they'll stay on Sophie's side. I'm... No, not, not in that oh, case. Oh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, I have more faith. Yeah, I have more faith in the council than you, but not that much faith. Not that much faith. But I, I, if if she, she, man, if I was her, I would have lost patience with Sophie by then. I would have been like, okay, really, if you want me to leave the council, I'll leave the council. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Have fun on your own. <laughs> yeah. But the council yeah. needs some reformation. <laughs> That's Seriously. what Kenrick was there for. Because yeah. if if you notice how much he swayed their decisions, and at the end of Exile, he does like this whole speech because they're really going to like relocate the alicorn to the hexes and then he he like talks to them and mm-hmm. it's just like this this thing where at the end he's like you know if we do such and such we're going to be just as bad as the never seen or something mm-hmm. or if we punish sophie for existing something like that and the whole council's like hmm yeah, yeah he's right we're gonna not punish sophie yeah so back to writing the books because we kind of skimmed oh yeah that. <laughs> so what's your favorite book so far okay so before unlocked the order for me Ooh. probably went never seen's always been my favorite just because that was the one that we got stuck on and had to do the year wait for the longest yep. and it just uh it's just the one that kickstarts the rest of the series so never seen mm-hmm. is probably always going to stay my favorite mm-hmm. um nightfall and legacy i also love i really loved legacy me too yeah <laughs> um but unlocked for what it was, I don't want to rank it. Like you said, it's hard to rank it with the other books. Mm-hmm. But for how good it is, it's up there. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was, a lo- like, a lot in 200 pages. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar, like, almost the same number of events as a longer book would be. Yeah. Just a longer book had a lot more about the ships interjected into it. Yeah, that's why, like, it's smaller, but it being smaller made me not dislike anything about it like you know Mm -hmm. flashback you had the whole hospital thing it's just the other books are so drawn out which i love because it gives you so much to read and so much like you're immersed in the world but this one mm, it might be like my second or third favorite now i don't Mm -hmm. know yet i'd have to figure it out jc what about you what are your favorites my favorites so it it's kind of continually changing but like i said i get really happy about a book if orly's in it and if keith is in it a lot um, or if Keith is important in it, mostly. So I like Legacy, and I like Lodestar, and I like Everblaze. Um, and then I also really like Unlocked. Mm-hmm. And then 
not necessarily in that order. I think, mm, I don't know. I'd say... She likes Lodestar a lot. I do like Lodestar a lot. It's all hard It's helpful because besides the first two books, we kind of have different books that we really love, and so it helps us find Mm -hmm. things for our theories. Mm -hmm. Because we just Mm -hmm. read the books Yeah, like if it's in Nightfall or Never Seen, I'll find it. If it's in Lodestar or Everblaze, JC will find it. Yeah. Yeah. Or even... Wait, did you say Legacy? Oh, yeah, and then Legacy. JC's read Legacy more than me, sadly. I've read it a lot. I can't find Legacy. Mm. really sad i don't know yeah. where it is she she just moved so she's yeah. still locating all of her belongings yes <laughs> um okay so rank them though mm, okay number one probably lodestar mm-hmm. i don't know because like with keith there at the end and yeah. everything that Lodestar's scene so good that scene with forkel i cried like a lot that was that was like I think the first time I really cried in a book or a movie oh. at all ever I cried and my sister made fun of me <laughs> and then she cried in this last book this is the same one I did who too. likes Bronson and Raleigh but I think she stopped that after I kind of like in my defense it was like five in the morning, <laughs> it's, five in the morning. <laughs> it's an emotional scene it really like the ending part I oh. went up there it was probably the same night that Cindy finished it. I think it was like twelve or one, and she called me up here, and she Her had sister to did. work. Yeah, my sister did. She had to work at like seven o'clock the next morning, so she had to be up at like five forty-five. I was like, "Why are you still awake?" And she goes, "Did you cry whenever you finished it?" And I was like, "No." And she, it, she's just bawling, and I was like, "Amy." She never shows emotions. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, uh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> And then I was like, are you going to start sympathizing with me about Kenrick? And she was like, <laughs> no. Ah, oh, Amy. That's, and that's why. Okay, favorite. The reason a book is my favorite is because it emotionally moved me in some way. So it got me excited, mm-hmm. sad, anything that's like that. That's why I love Never Seen. It was exactly. just, oh, it's just good. That's why Everblaze is my second favorite. But it moves around a lot with Legacy and Unlocked all the way up there. Legacy would probably be my third and then Unlocked is my fourth. Probably. Mm. For yeah. now. Like, as I reread books, they change. So Legacy yeah. used to not be quite as high. Well, I'd have to reread my four again mm-hmm. to tell you. Like I said, I think Never Seen is going to stay at the top just because it's been there so long. Mm-hmm. It's hard to let go of it. <laughs> but I really liked Unlocked. It was great. Mm-hmm. All right. Continuing. Yeah. Um, oh, so. There was something else I wanted to say, but I don't know what it was. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so the first sort of... Um, part and yeah so we're unlocked last yeah, we're night go. i went through and looked at all the chapters and so we're gonna go through chapter by chapter yes and discuss them so it's going to be amazing <laughs> so the first part has my favorite part in the entire book orly and sophie and kenrick's catch <sighs> this scene I, I like the preview it came out as a preview scene before the actual thing came out and i read it and i was like this is going to be the best book ever. I, I, <laughs> Orly, Orly starts the book off, guys. I'm, I'm so excited. And then the rest of the preview came out, I think, right after that. And we could read it from the beginning. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I have no words. It's beautiful. Um, so, Sydney, would you like to talk about, about it a little bit? Let's see. I'll probably interrupt you. Okay. So, sorry for being biased to Soki. As <laughs> but... The Ken Rally and Sokeef parallels. Oh, my goodness. Like, I have this quote right here. Um, right. It's, um... They're both one telepath and an, emp- and an empath. Yes, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that. It's, yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, I feel so dumb. <laughs> so here's the quote I have. Kinrich says, you've always had a flair for the dramatic aura. It's one of my favorite things about you. And then Orali says, stop trying to distract me. And then Kinrich says, but I'm so good at it. Kenrick flashed a smug grin as he stepped closer, so close the toes of their shoes touched. It's literally Keith and Sophie. There's even that part I've never seen where he, it's like their eyelashes fluttered. <laughs> it's at the end. It's, it's whenever, at the end. Yeah, yeah it's and, and near whenever they release Sylphony. Or like he had snowflakes on his eyelashes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I know like, this part because it's right before the council shows up. And if the council's ever in a scene, I know it. Yeah, JC has all the counselors memorized. Don't recite them. Oh. Sorry. But, yeah, she does. Yeah. But it's literally... Reading that, I was like, Shannon? I literally, whenever I read that, squeal sobbed. And my mom looked at me from across the room and went, Are you reading Keeper of the Lost Cities? What <laughs> happened to Kenrick? <laughs> Do you have thoughts, more thoughts Um, on this? It's adorable. I miss Kenrick. Mm -hmm. That's all my thoughts. They're not important thoughts. Just rally. And it's having to. I'm so worried about her. We'll talk about that in her section. But I'm so worried about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about her right now because this is her. her Sure. All right. I'm very worried. We'll about move her on mind from shy. a rally, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Whenever she can finally drag me away from talking <laughs> about her, I'm very worried about her mind shattering because it's there have been hints, sort of just things that make me feel like either she's going to die or something's going to happen. A lot of my friends have been telling me that. <laughs> um, but the the way your mind shatters is from guilt, and they also said in a different book from grief. I think it was. I think they said both of those in Exile. Um, so I don't know if there's a character in the series who's had more uh, like of a combination of the two than she has, because she's she said and and Nightfall she was guilty about Forkel dying because he he stopped Gethin from killing her. Mm. She said in Never Seen that she at least partially blames herself for Kenrick's death, and of course you know there's the grief with that. Um, That's and a lot of death. There's the lost city added, right? And then there's added guilt because she watched the memory, um, where she didn't leave the council, and she knows because Forkel like said she was smart, but obviously she's smart. Uh, she knows that if she had left the council, Kinrick wouldn't have been on it whenever the healing happened, and he wouldn't have died. So there's just a lot of that, and then also um, whenever Sophie's yelling at her for being a counselor and helping her or whatever um she so she said you know i'm really sorry i didn't mean to hurt you and sophie said well you have and and orly said i know and i have to live with that and she and it said like the the crack in her voice pierced sophie's heart and then but her shrapnel heart snapped her back into the present no you're good but sophie's (sighs) sophie's furthering that guilt and I've been afraid for a really long time that something's going to happen to her since Lodestar where you know she almost died and Sydney panicked me (laughs) I I was I was very very scared um but yeah something her mind's going to shatter and the only person who can heal broken minds is Sophie and that's going to be a whole episode of drama it's going Mm -hmm. to be it's going to be great yep so I thought this would be a good place to talk about it one of the things I noticed when reading um, through the guide. Want to talk about the Phoenix thing? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So it just stuck out to me 
none of the rest stuck out to me, but we know the black swan likes to compare people, and Shannon likes to compare people to birds. And this was interesting about the phoenix. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says phoenix. Eagle-sized reddish birds with flame-resistant feathers, best known for their strange way of repro- reproducing, which is likely the source of many human myths. Phoenixes are only able to conceive at the end of their lives, and they do not lay, lay eggs like other birds. Instead, the baby develops inside the mother, who sheds her feathers as the pregnancy progresses. And when the last feather falls, she steps into the fire, sacrificing herself for the new life that rises from her ashes and is cared for by the father, whose sweat provides a food source for the first few weeks. So, immediately when I read that, I was like, a rally? Sacrifices Sacrificing yourself? Strange way of reproducing? Fire? Um... (laughs) <laughs> so, by the way, whenever you said this part in the series gets stuck out to me, I knew exactly what you were about to say, and my hands started shaking. You knew about it? it well, yes. Well, just now whenever you were saying it. Oh. Um, because you warned me that you were going to mention it. Uh-huh. And I when I mentioned it, it, I was like, oh, so you did read it before this. <laughs> yes, I did read it. And I said, wait for me to react in front of the microphone. Um, yes, I am terrified. I don't know what that means. I've been really afraid that she's going to die. At some point, mm-hmm. but if she dies, like uh, instead it's just of her so mind shattering, a phoenix and a moonlark. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I will be able to emotionally recover from this. <laughs> I'm not going to start crying. Okay, we're going to move on. Yeah. So you heard it here first. <gasps> I if, think if she dies, yeah. If she dies, I'm going to have an emotional breakdown mm-hmm. for. That's the first real, year. real hint I found, and it could be nothing. Mm-hmm. But you she know, she put that there yeah, for she a reason. Yeah, she put that there for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help me. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um. So here I have Kenwick as a washer. Any thoughts about that? I just thought it was fitting. Yeah. It made so much sense. Um. They had said a lot about him being a powerful telepath, and mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. I'm a little bit nervous for what they're gonna find in his catch because they they always said you know being a counselor meant that you had to know a lot of things and he really like orly was like he always was really calm but i remember now the emotions that he was feeling because you can't erase emotions she was like i remember him feeling really scared and he had never felt like that before Mm -hmm. and so something really bad is going to be in his catch yeah oof and it's going to affect sophie's view of of kenrick because, yeah, we'll I mean, see. you saw how easy it was for her to change her opinion on Orly. Yeah. Though she really loves Kenrick. I don't know. She does. And yeah. that's going to be painful for me. For her. If, she, if, she, if she goes all Sophie angry on Kenrick, I'm going to be like, okay, this is it, Sophie. We're moving to Keith's point of view now. <laughs> and I thought, um, I, I didn't think she would go that ballistic on a rally. I mean, honestly, she she's... Absolutely insane. I just don't understand her. Yeah. I mean, the initial reaction, like, at first, okay, yeah, she'll be a little mad. She'll be a little... But then, like, why aren't you over it, Sophie? It's... She's not the... I mean, you thought Lady Cadence was your mom. You thought Bront was your dad. Those would have been bad. Like, they're actually bad people. She's been nice to you Mm -hmm. for as long as you've been in the Lost Cities. She's, like, risked her position as a counselor to give you Kendrick's catch and done numerous other things that are actually illegal, but she just wanted to help you. I don't... Yep. I don't know why you're still mad. Okay, so now we have the theory stuff. Any thoughts on what 
is it how do you say that elysian 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 i'm not sure i'm just gonna say elysian all right i'll go with it elysian well when i read that because of the percy jackson series i immediately knew what it was Mm -hmm. it's like i didn't i had to look it up Uh oh and then when we were talking it's like heaven basically yeah i said that thing about um as far as i know when it comes to the greek myth about is it greek Roman no it's Greek. probably it's Greek. Greek yeah Percy Jackson um well Percy Jackson the second one is Roman second um, series I, have no yeah. idea. I don't remember I read it a really long yeah. time ago <laughs> um but anyway Elysian is like the place where the only the heroes go get to go mm-hmm. there's like the fields of asphodel which is where the ordinary people go and then there's some other place oh yeah some other place for the um bad people mm-hmm but Remember when we were reading that, I was like, Elysian, okay, is that, is Gisela making a place for only the talented, only Ooh. the really talented? Like, it's back to her selective, um, survival, of, survival the of the fittest thing, and like, superior, um, yeah. elves, superior race, all of that. Yeah, because Fenton made that whole speech in Lodestar about how elves are the greatest and they have to extinguish the humans or whatever. They didn't really mm-hmm. say, ex- I don't think he said extinguish. That'd be a little obvious. But I do think that their plan involves them choosing, using the criterion, which humans are the most the most qualified to be alive, then putting those humans in a human sanctuary of sorts. That was kind of their plan with Nightfall, I think. And then the rest of the humans doing something with them, we're not really sure. Maybe I'll talk about it more. Or maybe even the elves, too. Stuff with the elves. Maybe so. But they want the elves to be able to have most of the earth instead of having to hide away in the lost cities. That was one thing he ranted about. I also know everything about Fintan because, you know, he murdered Kenrick and I'm mad at him. And then Keith's ability coming to play. It's just so fuzzy to me. Like, I know Mm. a lot of the pieces, but I feel like Sophie, like, their their plans are so fuzzy. Do we we talk about that in a second? Yeah, we do. do. Okay, I'm going to – I have an idea of – I – Mm-hmm. put it together in my head and it makes sense okay i just don't understand one part about it but we'll okay. get to that so stellar loon questions Anything? what is stellar loon? what okay i don't remember much about stellar loon i don't either it was uh no look. orly said it it was whenever s- starlight and lightning collided it was in it was in legacy is that what you have isn't it so you wrote this question down mm-hmm. isn't it mentioned I'm looking. It's in Legacy, I think, because I remember Orly saying something. You should One pause second, it. We're going to research, skip. and we'll come yeah. right back. All right, so the thing that's uh, Starlight and Lightning, that's Etherteen. Etherteen, other something. Whichever. <laughs> Etherteen. And then the, the thing that I was thinking of whenever I was thinking of Stellar Loon is that she tells Sophie later that Lady Drisella said Stellar Loon, this is in um, Legacy, not Unlocked. Lady Gisela said Stellar Loon, and she couldn't get the sound of it out of her brain. Mm-hmm. And then I found in Legacy, um, Kenrick is talking it's and he unlocked. says... Oh, Unlocked. Yeah, Cindy's in Thank Unlocked. Thank you. Um, Kenrick says... Oh, no, O'Reilly says um, that the thing about the Forgotten Secret doesn't connect to anything. And then Sophie says not even to Stellar Loon. And then Pastor Rally says to Kenrick, does this Elysian thing have to do with whatever Stellar Loon is? And Kenrick sighs and says, I can't tell you that either. And then Rally's like, you will tell me. And he's like flirting with her. 
Oh, that was such a great scene. I was so mm-hmm. happy about it. I missed, by the way, this it's is so random. I just missed Kenrick being in the book so much that whenever I read that scene, I was like, <sighs> and then I went back and reread Exile. Okay. So, wait, pause it again because okay. we should look for where Lady Gisela says. Stellar then. Stellar One second. Then. Okay, so I found where she talks about it. Um, this is before, so I'm going to start like in the last Whoa. sentence in the quote is before. Is that right? Yeah, it okay, starts good. out red while we're recording. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so Sophie's talking to Lady Gisela whenever they're in the Dwarven City, and she says, You can stop deluding yourself. You've been experimenting on your son his entire life. Lady Gisela shook her head. Trust me, there's no delusion. Project Moonlark twisted and tweaked your genetics until you became something other, and the Black Swan may be okay with that, but I would never do that to my child. All Stellar Loon does is use the natural forces in our world to bring out someone's full potential. Stellar loon, Sophie repeated, trying to stay focused, trying not to glance mm. at the blonde ring-lidded counselor across the room to see how she was reacting to all of this. I don't know why she thought of looking at Orly. Did they talk about Stellar loon? Say, read that part again. Um, she glances at O'Reilly? Yeah, she trying not to glance at O'Reilly across the room to see how she was reacting to all of this. Did they talk about it? I don't remember them talking about it, and yeah. I've read that scene a lot of times. I don't know. Um, I wonder, um, is it at the end of Unlocked? Is it, don't they mention somewhere in Unlocked, um, one of the stars? Um, all I remember is the one with, the one that you can get Frisson from if you, the fifth element, and then you can make Frisson out of it to extinguish Everblaze, because that's an Everblaze. Okay, I feel, I'm gonna have to look for it, because I feel like in Unlocked, I, they mentioned a star one of the other stars, and I was like, why are they mentioning this so much? And Sophie says something like, huh, I'll have to research that. Maybe it's not unlocked. Maybe it's in Legacy. Uh, maybe. Okay, I'll just I remember there being another star. I just don't remember what star yeah, it was. Yes. It's just, it's, it was mentioned somewhere. Yeah. Maybe still everyone has to do that. I don't know. I'll maybe look for it not. and update y'all. You know. We'll, we'll say it in a future episode. We'll just be like, oh, by the way, this is what we found about Stellar Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we already talked about can a rally be trusted? I've already basically. ranted about her. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie's reaction is justified. And yeah, I, I, I mentioned that I have a question, the, not the question, but the, the question of whether Sophie would still trust Kenrick if if he, they do find something in his catch. Mm-hmm. And th- he took Orly's memory. She said, like, while they were watching the memory, she was like, oh, he wouldn't do that to me, especially nothing malicious to me because he's not allowed to without the council's permission. And we were close. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone knows what that means. But <laughs> but whenever he did take it, I was like, and even Orly seemed really shaken by it because she just goes, wow, that wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. So. I think he's a lot like Keith where he just he'll do things to protect. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to protect the person yeah. he loves. Which okay. I think is is fine. Just don't be reckless with it. Like Yeah. Don't tr- trust join Keith. the Trust Kenrick. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. What if Kenrick was a double agent like Jolie? For the Black Swan? For the, yeah. Oh, like for the Black Swan and Never Seen. And there's the, there's that hint about that Forkel said. I could see him Forkel being on the Black Swan. Forkel needs to reveal whatever he knows. Because yeah, remember honestly, where he Forkel. says he wasn't involved in Project Moonlark and that's all you need to know? Yeah. Hi. Sorry. Um, I wonder if um, he could have been, like, trying to be a double agent for the Never Seen. And then the Black Swan were, like, a double agent for the council for the Never Seen? No, they didn't even know the Never Seen existed. 
just the black swan i think that he just after he found out orly was on the black swan or like worked with them he was like oh i could do that yeah <laughs> and then uh, at some point contacted them or they contacted him because they realized they could trust him and he just started sort of informing them yeah so we did say it sounded like uh, in book two and three, Sophie was like, oh, the Black Sun has an informant on the council. I wonder who it is. They're probably so scary. And she suspected Bronn, but I think it was just Kenrick, and he was just helping. Okay. Or it could have been Orly, but she said that, that she was con- she said she was entirely separate. That was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're going to keep moving because it's been... Yes. <laughs> this is cool. a long okay. podcast. So next chapter, Keith with Elwyn. Keith, my so, dear child. Yes. Um, the first thing I have is... Keith being just like Sophie. I'm fine. Right, I'm fine. Just let me out of the hospital. How long have I been asleep? I think Sophie overreacts just a little bit. Like, yeah, you were asleep for a week. It's 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 okay. You know, it's just a week. You're gonna live for a really long time. True. Um, and then my question: Couldn't Keith mimic before? So he could mimic, but it wasn't. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. It it was pretty close, but it wasn't exactly perfect. I think that was just kind of a hint of his abilities, Mm -hmm. but the the main kind of difference. Smart, pretty smart, Shannon. Yeah. And there was the other hint of his abilities, him being able to feel Sophie without touching her. Yeah. Um, and I'll give the reason for that when we get to his ability. Well, because they both took the stellar. Like Cassius took the stellar. Um, and so that's why just them two can sense her from across the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was, what was I about to say? Um, oh, the main difference in his Keith's polyglot ability is now he can, like, it's instinctive. He doesn't kind of have to think mm-hmm. about how to mimic someone and then try. He just mimics them. Yeah. And he can, he can speak different languages too, yes. obviously. Because he spoke ogre with Ro. Yeah. <laughs> and did, didn't Gasila, did he learn from I say Gasila. I know it's Gisella. I say Gisella. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's we a have habit. all of our different words, and so people mm-hmm. will understand I'll half of us. Um, did Gisela teach him how to mimic, or did he just pick it up from her? I think he just picked it up. Okay. Because if she taught him, that would make sense, but... I, I don't think, think she did. Yeah, she wouldn't teach him. No, she wasn't very nice. No. <laughs> she was just not mean. Uh-huh. She's taking the shortcut. Yeah. Um... Fitz violated the rules of telepathy. Yeah. Um, has he done that much? He really hasn't. I has feel he? like he's done it one other time. I don't mm-hmm. remember when. Like it was oh, he Sophie. did it. I know when. Mm-hmm. It's when um, Keith and Sophie... It's always Keith and Sophie. Because um, he's nosy. Yeah. He's like his dad, you know? He just, <laughs> yes. He just has to help. Meddling. Mm. Um, but it's when they were on the Selkie Beach. He did it before. Yeah. Something. But then yes. they were like, oh, Fitz, cry with us. <laughs> and he was like. And this time it's like, Fitz, why did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, if my best friend, by like, read my thoughts <laughs> while I was trying to say I'm fine, I would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Elwyn being amazing and sweet. Ellen, so in the first book, he was, like, hilarious. And I was like, oh, he's kind of a nice doctor. I like him. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't expecting all of this. And, by the way, his battle training thing, is that in there? No, it isn't. Um, that, the thing that he has, like, these super fast instincts and is a good fighter. And yeah. it's, like, his battle and then training. this, um. Cool. This, it says, there's a lot, Elwin says, there's a lot you don't know about me. And I was like, is that suspicious? Or is that just normal elves being mysterious? I feel like, I feel like that's very Elwin of him. I don't yeah. know if it's, it could be suspicious. Mm-hmm. But it's also a lot like his personality, so True. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And then the pity versus concern thing. Yes. So I don't know what Keith's problem with pity is exactly. I think he just doesn't like people yeah. having to have a negative feeling 
because of him. Yeah, or just, I know some people like that. You just don't want to mm-hmm. be pitied. You don't want people to be like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool mm-hmm. um, for people who feel like that to see, for Shannon to it's write just something like we in. we just care about you. Uh-huh. Like, sometimes there's pity, and then sometimes there's concern. And those are different, and you should accept when people are concerned about you because they care about you. Yeah. I just thought that was really, really sweet. Um, oh, yeah. And then I have Lady Gisela looking triumphant in Keith's words, like, yay, torturing my son is the greatest thing I've ever done. It just made me mad. She's just creepy. Ugh. Honestly. She's like, like, you know, I'm trying to think of d- Ventress. Like, she creeps me out like Ventress keeps, creeps me out. If anyone has seen, like, Star Wars Clone Wars, she's, like, the bald Sith person. She's scary. Mm-hmm. She, she's not as scary as she seems. But she's kind of just scary when you see her. You're like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how you reacted, Gisela. I realize you can't see yeah. my facial expressions, but I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. She's just creepy. Creepy. The stuff she says, uh, like Vespera, too. Mm-hmm. Just so twisted, mm-hmm. thinking about her own son. Uh, it's awful. And then Sophie arrives. Yep, Sophie arrives. Cue the foster key shipping. <laughs> um, also, so I wrote down, why do Sophie's emotions cause Keith to react like that? I really just mean, wow, co- Sophie's emotions cause yeah. Keith to react like that. Cause it's like a lot so, of, yeah. Yeah. All he could feel was fear and fury and panic and pain and hate and horror and sadness and regret. Yikes, Sophie. A lot of negative emotions, Sophie. I wonder if he can sense her emotions that she's stored for inflicting. Oh, yeah. I just thought of that. That might be part of it. And And also her enhancement, of course. Mm -hmm. But she learned to control that. Mm -hmm. Like, there are multiple hints throughout this of, like, Sophie being mentally unstable. Yeah. (laughs) She has, like, three depression, like, cycles. Uh Uh-huh. Sophie? Um, and she's a little bit, um... They're gonna come out of this with so much trauma. Yeah. Sophie already has trauma. Like, she never sleeps. Yeah. Ever. And she won't take anything to help her sleep. Keith, too. His mom is, like... Yeah. Ugh. Fitz? Viana? Fitz and Viana. Gracious. They're fine. This is messed up all of their lives. Viana's... Viana's definitely a little messed up from the Mm. thing, but she's handled it well. Yeah. Fitz is just being extra in my opinion about Alvar like child fits what yeah I don't know mm-hmm. um I was thinking of oh right I think another reason it could have overwhelmed him whenever he like grabbed Sophie's hand or whatever was because he sensed all of her ability potential I think oh, that she might have a lot more ability potential than we know because we only know like five or six of her abilities or something <laughs> five or six of them there could be oh, a lot more a right yeah. So he probably also sensed that because, you know, he felt really cold whenever whenever one of Dex's siblings touched him or empty whenever another mm-hmm. one. So with Sophie, he probably was feeling all of those things, plus yeah. all of her emotions, plus maybe her inflicting emotions. Gracious. Yeah, it's probably a lot. Yeah. It's crazy how he just mentions negative emotions. Like, that's... Whew. Yeah. <sighs> and then the other thing is Keith being scared to talk and how strange it is. So tell me, t- can you say the thing that you were saying about, like, your friend who had a headache? Oh, okay. Shout out to, I, should I say his name? He'll know yeah, who it is. Yeah, because you're in the YouTube thing. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Okay. Shout out to Riley, um, who will probably listen to this in, like, months because he's 
<laughs> being annoying and not <laughs> buying the book. Um, it it just reminded me. So my friend Riley, we compare him to Keith a lot. They're not exactly similar. They're pretty similar. They're, but they're from they the YouTube video. Be. I can see they're pretty similar. Yeah, they can be pretty similar. Anyway, I remember this one time, um, we were at a party, and Riley is usually like you know pretty pretty Keith like at parties. And this one time he got a really bad headache, um, and he had like an allergic reaction to something. I think I don't remember how it worked, but. Um, it was outside, and I just remember we were all watching a movie, and he just laid in the grass with his hands on his head, and we would talk to him, and he, it was just so weird to see him silent like that. Like, he should have hid under a blanket. It would have been the perfect touch. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he probably would have. He almost went home, but um, he just had such a bad headache. Like, even when he would stand up, he was silent, and it's it was just the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading about Keith, it reminded me of that. And just, like, also, whenever Keith is silent that the complete like he just turns into a little baby mm-hmm. like he hides under yeah. his blankets uh-huh. and don't get me wrong like riley he he listens pretty well one-on-one but like it's like like keith does basically mm-hmm. but just seeing him silent in a group like that is the same energy was with mm-hmm. keith yeah but keith it reminded me of his memory and like never seen where he got home from lady Drusella, like opening the nightfall thing with his blood or whatever and he just got home and he just wrapped up in the covers and went to sleep mm-hmm. it was like that yeah i have that quote like in here baby somewhere keith. we'll find it but um like, it's just so it's so sad it reminded me of never seen when mm-hmm. his hair is droopy yes and they were like time to worry yeah alden has left the chat mm-hmm. that meme i see all the time about like it shows where Keith's hair goes down. And like, this is never seen. Really was the game changer. <laughs> By the way, sorry about the the loud sound in the background. Someone's blowing off the leaves. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but if you can hear it, it's just someone blowing off the leaves at this building. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, pausing to discuss Keith's ability. Okay. So, yes. Wait. I'm on the wrong page. No. No, you're not. It's right here. You're right. Okay. So. I kind of put together all of the different things that I noticed about it. So it's kind of like he has this empathy still, but it's enhanced. It's like Mm -hmm. he can feel everyone from across the room instead of just Sophie. Well, but that kind of went away. Could he do it it on command? Maybe. He might be able to do it on command. It faded, definitely. Then, but he said he could also feel like whenever their emotions got stronger, he could still feel them from across the room. Okay. Because it said like Kessler started worrying or something and he could feel it. Maybe. I don't okay. remember. I think. Uh, polyglot, you know, he's a polyglot now. Uh, the the similarity to the Mesmer Beguiler where he can just say a word and it and it makes people feel or not feel or whatever. And then the thing where he can tell what people's abilities are. It's kind of similar mm-hmm. to Tarek's ability as a Deskire. See, that's where it fits into Casilla's plan. Right. You can tell who has an ability, who doesn't, which could mm-hmm. be part of her superior Elysian thing. Right. And for the human part, so they've already kind of taken him around to he- to feel different humans' emotions and to have the the ones that are the better humans or whatever, um, the ones that meet the criterion. And then whenever, with his ability as a polyglot, he can speak all the human languages. With his, uh, his command ability, he oh, can command so the humans right. to control them. Same with the elves. He can command wow, the elves to I control them. I didn't even them. think about the language thing. Yeah, oh, same with, um, he can do it to all species. Mm-hmm. He can control everyone, because he controlled Roe. Yeah. So. Whew. 
Yeah, the Neverseen have a lot of power now. They yeah. just have to manipulate him. Mm-hmm. Man, if the Neverseen had a Mesmer, because they tried to... That's probably why they tried to recruit Grady so much. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. It's so... Because if they had a Mesmer to control mm-hmm. Keith. The empathy thing. Are they trying to numb... See, at first I was like, oh, they're trying to numb him. They might be. That but could be how they recruit him. It could be like a backup plan. So, more spoilers, but... Now that he's going to be with the humans, as the cobalt mm-hmm. crystal showed, he's going to be surrounded by emotions seen all the knew time. That. I think they never seen knew that, and now they have him alone with the humans, so now they're going to... Uh, I don't think so. Carry out no. You don't think... They didn't know that. I don't know. What they, do you think? No. This is... I think this is totally Keith turning their plan upside down. They're going to start winning. You could be so. right, but I think, I think we're at the end of the series. I think that yeah. storehouse thing was kind of the turnaround. But yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get to it. Uh-huh. But that's why I don't think they'd know about that. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But yeah. I, I think that was Keith being like, "Okay, I'm not gonna let her win. Let me flip the plane upside down, but actually do it right this time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. When if he does have mentors at some point, that would mean he would have four <laughs> mentors, and they would likely be orally either. Counselor Claret or Lady Cadence, Counselor Alina, and Counselor Tarek. Just having those four people in a room together would be so much fun. Especially with if, if, if Orly really did get Lady Cadence, who Sophie told Orly that she thought Lady Cadence was her mom or, like, suspected her at one point. I don't know. That would just yeah. be a funny, a funny so, mix. Random thought. Do you mm-hmm. remember this quote? I'm, like, I'm reading the back of Lodestar right mm-hmm. now says um where dex comes up with the theory that keith might be created as her enemy but he really kind of is like i don't think that was their intention it says right here if the lodestar initiative was the never seen version of project moonlark it's true so they really might have been to some extent Wanting to design an elf that was the strongest elf. Yeah. They had similar purpose. Yeah, they had similar plans. Yeah. Just it's like that quote, I have it in here somewhere where Bianca says, um or Sophie says like they have let me find it. Alright. Sorry, now we're into theorizing. This is this oh, is fun. Where do they go to where's she with Bianca? Oh, okay. Sophie says, both groups exist because of the same problems. They just have very different solutions. Like murdering, Bianca mumbled. <laughs> so, it's interesting. They exist because of the same problems, and they go at them in a similar way with Project Moonlark and Keith. Mm-hmm. But still so, such different approaches. Right, because Keith's ability is like controlling, and I mean, the only, the only really... Uh, controlling ability that Sophie has is inflicting, and that's mostly for use on the never seen. Mm-hmm. Clearly, not the elves. So it's for combat, basically. right? Defense, even. Defense, yeah. Continue. And she can only use it well whenever she gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. whenever she's actually in a position where she needs to use it as a defense, unless she becomes old and angry like Bront. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he just casually inflicts on Sophie. Mm-hmm. And then Kendrick babysat. Okay, that's sidetracked. Continuing. Okay. <laughs> Um, Do you think at some point he will accept the ability and kind of come back to the circle of friends, or how do you think that's going to work? I don't know, man. I'm confused. I I have to think about this more, because mm-hmm. I could figure it out if I think about it, I feel like, somewhat, mm-hmm. but... It's going to be I don't, He's not going <laughs> to... 
he's going to learn a lot from the humans, and he's going to come back. I have no Eventually. doubt about that, but, but I don't know when. And, like, the same will – will he be Keefe again one day? Or what, is he still going to always be really, really weird and different, like, No, no, he, he's going to be Keefe again. Hopefully. Somehow. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. the earplugs, are they too easy of a way to get around his... This is a question she asked, actually, mm-hmm. whenever she read the book. She was thinking the earplugs were too easy of a way to get around the ability. Like, why can't everyone wear earplugs? Do you still agree with yourself? I don't know. I think, like, everyone can't wear earplugs all the time because then they can't hear each other. Like, they can't just be yeah. like, okay, oh, if I'm just going to come visit you and wear earplugs. Uh-huh. You'd have to have a telepath. But, like, if, if, say, the black swan um, needed to go near Keith, say Keith turned evil, not going to happen, mm-hmm. but, like, needed to get near him, and they had Sophie talking to everyone telepathically, mm-hmm. that could work if they wore earplugs. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, Keith could get stronger. And then be able to... Yeah, be able to do it. Control or no what. it might have only worked because he didn't want to override the earplugs right. i don't know that's don't true know. yeah uh it's his his um ability is just really powerful mm-hmm. so we don't know it's yet. scary okay mm-hmm. continuing with the actual book it seems like he can do whatever he wants with yeah. his voice okay continuing with the actual book a mention of jinsey's brother is in there yeah so who mentioned that when was that um they're talking about abilities and mm-hmm. someone says, I think Sophie says, Jensi said his brother got stuck half-faced on the floor. So they keep bringing up Jensi's brother, which he's totally blur. Yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. I did want to look and see if Jensi ever mentions his brother getting, or not Jensi, uh, like if Blur ever mentions, when I manifested, I got stuck half-faced on the floor. Mm-hmm. I want to look for that. Because mm-hmm. that would be like, oh, there it is. So, but yeah, he's totally blur. <laughs> That's true. Um, this is next is a quote you found, so go ahead. No, you should read it. I, okay. I read them all. He was the most stubborn, rebellious person she'd ever met, but there was no fight left in his eyes. He looked only torn and shattered as he turned towards Orly and nodded that, yes, he wanted Sophie to stay away. So that moment, by the way, I'm, I'm in, Sydney's going to be mad at me for saying this, but I'm glad that Orly did leave it up because that at least made Sophie forgive her a little, be like, oh, you know, you're oh, not, I'm wanting, not mad. you don't want to ruin my life. Well, but now she's mad at Keith instead. No, no, but it's still better. She she might be mad at Keith, but like mm-hmm. it needed to be their his decision. Yeah. They have to go through a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm I just, agree with what Keith did. Yeah. I don't think I'm just glad she's not mad at Orly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz she would have been really yeah. mad at her still. I don't blame Keith for telling Sophie to stay away. Like would I have done it? Probably not, but I understand why he did it. He's Keith, he's protecting us. her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, kind of like how we understand why Kenrick washed Orly's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he yeah. did give her the memory. Well, one of them, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing. Uh, then Keith goes to Ellen's house. Yep. Ellen volunteers to be, to be like his adoptive parent, which is nice. Yeah. You could skip my note there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe now you have to read it because you're laughing. <laughs> so Sydney, Sydney wrote that light triggers her headaches, so she would have a hard time with Ellen Sparkles. Yeah, when Ro was talking about the sparkles in that house, I was like, oh, oof. So you must have really, like, empathized with Sophie in all of Exile whenever, the, every time oh, she sees yeah, light, yeah. she just uh-huh. gets an exploding headache. Yep, yep. That's how it is for me. 
Especially, so my sister, um, I say she would be a flasher (laughs) because her room, she literally has, she has LED lights around the very top of her room that flash. She Mm -hmm. has a disco ball. She has another disco ball. She has fairy lights. It's insane. Like, and she sprays perfume in there all the time. So when I walk into her room, (laughs) like 50% of the time I walk out with a headache. I, I can't Aww. do it. Yeah. It's awful. But yeah, no, That's I fun. emphasize with Sophie and with Ro with being like, sparkles, what? I like sparkles. Just not just not light. The headache part. Yeah. Um, and then Sophie goes to Havenfield. Mm-hmm. Um I don't oh, know what this is. The quote at the at Sophie goes to oh, Havenfield. Oh yeah, Where'd so you then you you read it again. It's you um read it? you want me to read it? I can read it and then you're gonna react. Okay. Okay, okay. So it's, it's talking about Keith and Sophie's thought about thoughts about the drama of him telling her to stay away. Right. He was being cautious instead of reckless, and it wasn't like he had told her to stay away forever. But her mind kept replaying that nod he gave Orly. The set of his jaw and the determination in his eyes almost felt like like he wasn't even going to miss her. Like he didn't ca- like he didn't care at all. Okay. So on one hand, first of all, Sophie, that's ridiculous. You really don't know Keith that well, She's, do you? She does the so same thing oblivious. with Orly. She has, like, a pessimistic streak so it's like much. It's if, like, if anyone doesn't want her around or she finds out anything bad about them, it's like, oh, you just don't care at me at all, about me at all. <sighs> uh, to that. She needs... I feel bad for her. She needs help. She needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, she really does. But um, I wonder... So I want to have so faith in Sophie and be like, oh, she's going to understand why Keith left. She will eventually. Yeah, she will eventually. But this makes me think she's going to jump to the worst conclusion and be like, Keith, he doesn't care about me. He left. He didn't have faith in me. (laughs) But then also, just the sadness of, where is it? Oh, yeah, where she says. Like he wasn't even going to miss her. No, wait. Like he wasn't even going to miss her. I'm thinking that's what you're yeah, talking no, about. No, also where it says, and it wasn't like he had told her to stay away forever. Mm-hmm. Like he does at the Not end yet. of the book. <laughs> yep. Oh, th- Shannon definitely wrote that knowing, knowing that she was going to do that in the end. Uh huh. Ugh. See, Keith, why couldn't you just say, "I'll come back when the war is over"? You could just do that. But would he? Like, in his mind right now, he thinks he has to stay away even when the yeah, war is over. because he can't control his ability. Right. So he could still control him even when there's no war. But he should have said, we're going to work it out once the war is over. I just have to stay away. That's what's going to... Oh. <laughs> um, okay. You you begin the next discussion because this is your oh your note. Okay. So it's the Keith and Sophie telepathic oh, hold on. conversation. You skipped a part. Is this oh, I this did. page at the, right. end, at the, um, the top? Sorry, it's the first time we've done this. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. I said, Edeline and Sophie, insert discussion about good role models. Short rant. Okay, Orly's not that bad, Sophie. She's not a bad role model. She's, she sacrificed, like, her life for you. Okay, go on. Um, but I was just thinking, one time, excuse me, I read an Amazon review. I think it was on Amazon or, or Goodreads mm-hmm. of an adult reviewing Keep It Lost Cities. And mm-hmm. one of the things... It was a really good review. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll post it on Instagram if I can find it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they said is that it's really cool how Keeper 
um, has such bad role models of parents and such good role models of parents and mm-hmm. adults. In the and series. it shows the difference. Mm-hmm. Totally shows the difference. And like that was clear with Edeline and Sophie and how Edeline is like, mm-hmm. I trust you. It's easy being your mom. Just Elwin, all of it. Yeah. The right mix of protecting and trusting mm-hmm. is how yeah. Cindy said it to it's, me earlier. I really like um, so many books just have awful parents and they hate their yeah. parents and stuff. But they find a way to get around, um, like, there's a writing rule that's called, like, the orphan rule or something, where you have mm-hmm. to find a way to get the parents out of the picture. Right. Um, they kind of do that in Never Seen, but for the rest of it, they kind of just integrate the parent thing. Right. Very well. And I like that, because it doesn't teach kids that to hate your parents or right. that having parents causes you less freedom. It teaches them they care about you, they love you. Just... Yeah, I really like that. And they want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith with Dex. Oh, no. Uh, this is the first sort of part. Uh, there's a quote, and Sydney can read it this time because I've read the last two. Okay. So this is the quote where Keith's thinking about his ability and what mm-hmm. Gisela could want from it. Is it still going? It is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, his mom craved power and control. And now she'd given him an ability that let him turn everyone around him into useless, mindless shells. People with no feelings, no fear, no guilt. And if they were given the right commands, boom, instant ruthless army. That's page 615. So I wonder if that could be what she's going to do with humans or Um, the rest of... Yeah, she can use humans so she's they've kind of attacked every intelligent species by now and made the lost cities stop having faith in the council enough that if they told the elves that the elves were going to follow them then the elves would be like you know whatever whatever we can do because we know that we're powerless against you because we've seen the council's powerless against you uh you know whatever we have to do it the humans are a little bit harder to control because there's way more of them than there's elves and they haven't seen the never seen in action before so I feel like that's a lot of what Keith's power is going to be used for, mm-hmm. but speculation still because we have yeah. no idea where we're going. Where the there's so going. many pieces and I just don't know how they fit together yet. Right. Got to think like we we should do an episode theorizing and trying to think like Gisela, Gisela, whatever. She's so creepy. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I write me like I wrote me like you the ability restrictor narrative coming back into play. I just that like that never. That was the first time Bron ever took Sophie's side, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was so surprised. I just like that they she brought something up from mm-hmm. one of the early books. You're like, oh, a reference. I know that's... Yeah, I like that. It comes um, back in play. Yeah. And then Keith cries at Roe. You're worth... When she says you're worth keeping around. And he just... He cries, cries so much in this book. Like, four times. He's just an mess. Uh-huh. Poor, Poor Keith. Keith. Yeah. And then the next part is the real too, part with Dex. Yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> this is, like, when Keith first starts talking to Dex or something. But the next part. Well, yeah. Yeah. So then after this, Sophie goes to Candle Shade. Yeah. She yeah, does. I promise the part with it's Dex a, is in a minute. It's, 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 it's not the best scene in the book. It's not. No. It's a little fits me for our tastes, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, so... By the way, whenever Shannon was releasing the, like, short little quotes from it, a lot of them were from the scene, and, like, with Sophie and Lord Cassius talking to each other, and I was like, why is she hanging out with Cassius so much? But it's uh-huh. it's just the one scene, so I don't know. What? 
The quotes she chooses are so, so random. random. They don't tell you anything. Yeah, that's I don't think she chooses the quotes. Probably not. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. she does, then it would be like intentionally trying to lead us away from guessing anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Fitz and Sophie moment in it is, man, she'd missed having him smile at her. Is that a threat to Sokeef or is that just sweet? I think that's a threat to Sokeef. Okay, so... I don't think that quote is a threat to Sokeef, but what happens in a few minutes... like Dex. Like, whenever Dex is yeah, being nice to her again. Uh-huh, because... But then, in a few minutes, there was something... I don't know if I wrote down anything about it, but there's something later that I was um, like... Whenever oh, it's the fits. thing, the hand thing. What, which one is that? She says, a few minutes later, like, they're like, can we be friends again? And then she mentions none of them reach for each other's hands. And I'm like, why would you even reach for each other's hands? Hmm. No, you've broken up. Right. But then she I was, was like, like, maybe one day they would get better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's But then I was like, they're cognates. So reaching for each other's hands. Their trust is broken. Does. True. <laughs> but it, she wants not it to be anymore. back. It might go back. Okay, what book was it where, it was in Lodestar, where... Orly was telling Sophie that she was going to get the meeting with Gethin, and Fitz is like, but I should come along because, and Orly goes, yes, I'm aware of your telepathic connection or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, she's like, thank I'm you. I'm aware of that, your cognates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Alina does the same thing to them in uh-huh. book seven. It was, it was funny. Maybe it was whenever, um, whenever they were on Team Valiant, and Emery was like, yes, we know that you're cognates. <laughs> It's just, like, the entire Soki people being, like, we know. Yes, we understand. But, okay, don't cognates reach for each other's hands? Maybe she didn't mean it in a romantic way. Maybe she meant it. Uh, she, okay, it's Sophie. <laughs> she's going to mean it slightly in a romantic way. But maybe it's not a hint to Fitzvee. It's a hint. There's there's too much he Foster. See, Bye. Sydney trying Bye. to figure out how to how to rule out the the... Fitzfee is like me trying to rule out Kendrick being dead, which I do. I, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm a little bit pessimistic. I don't think that Fitzfee will be in game. I think that if it comes to the point where Keith isn't around, Sophie will end up a counselor. That's honestly what I think. Keith is coming back. There's too much. Shannon's too good of a writer to lead up to something and leave it off. I hope so. She le- so like she led up to a rally being. Her mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. with just a little bit. There's overwhelming Soki evidence. She there is. She wouldn't just leave it off. I trust her, but I can I'm really so see her just being like, "Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to cause pain, emotional pain." Then <laughs> <Sydney laughs> you just, then you just gave me a look like, "Don't finish that sentence." <laughs> I mean, this. Okay, I she was killed right Henry before. Off. I was right about flashback. There were some. I know these ships. She does, she does, but I'm I'm just trying to scare her. Yeah, I know. Beca- you mostly are. because of Kenrick. Yeah. Okay. The Fitzby, maybe they'll have a I'm a little bit comeback. nervous about it though. I'm a little nervous, but I'm not super. Especially because nervous. of what Keith said in his letter. We gotta move forward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whenever I don't, I don't think she can go back to Fitz though. She says I broke up with him. It was complicated. Like mm-hmm. I was proud of Sophie when she's like I broke up with him. We're gonna let this go. But it like in the beginning it said that she was still upset about it or like really really sad and yeah. and hurt about it and then you know orally apologizes of course she does and then in 
whatever Fitz says, even if that's true, you guys are close, talking about Sophie and Keith. Yeah. And Sophie goes, we're friends, in a squeaky voice, <laughs> which is just like, yeah, but that's not what your heart um, emotions say, Sophie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then was he justified in telling Cassius about Keith? Right. So he did the same thing, by the way, that so so Sophie got really mad at Orly for telling yeah. the council about, about Keith's abilities, but... Then Fitz goes I'm still and trying tells to figure out how Cassius. to interpret that. Right, Fitz went and told Cassius, who I mean, it's kind of on the same level as Alina, maybe a little worse because it's, Sophie hates Cassius. Really? Yeah. Like people who hurt. I was noticing people who have hurt Keith. She gets really mad at. Really mad at because like, of her hard emotions. Mm-hmm. She's randomly. She she's just randomly in her mind like I will make them pay. <laughs> really though, I can yeah. find the quotes. She's like, someday I'll make them pay. Really, she is. I, love I was reading it last night. Anyway, it makes her sound so dark. Yeah, I guess she is an inflictor. Keith mm-hmm. did say one time, like, "Oh, I didn't know you had such a dark side to yeah. you." And she's like, "Yes, I'm an inflictor." Like pain and fear and ruthless, like whatever. Right, said all earlier. of the things that he felt. Hate. Yep. <sighs> <sighs> um, next thing, Keith and Sophie have a telepathic conversation. Wait, it did we finish back. that? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, that was all of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, right. Keep it so oh, have wait. a telepathic we conversation and takes me back to Lodestar. What did we miss? Why did Cassius leap away to where... Oh, oh. you're right. That was at the top. Um, where... yeah. Why did Cassius leap away into where when she said merged abilities? I don't know if Shannon was that just was like... the and, uh, weirdest and... thing. And they didn't even try to stop him. They were just like, oh, he's gone. Fits me. It, one thing I know is it's in the Lost Cities, which is helpful, unless he was leaping to another location to get another crystal. Oh, that's a good theory. It was um, just a, it was a pathfinder. He's just always been like that. He's just always been like, I will tell you one thing, and now I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah. But it was so weird. He was, there was something suspicious, something else suspicious about that. I don't know. But that was weird. We got to keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. I bet that'll be one of the first things we find out in the next book. Is like Cassius is going to come back and be like, yeah, he's just going to appear. Maybe that's yeah. why there were like, so many here's Cassius what I quotes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I was saying, Keith and Sophie. Telepathic conversation, like all of Lodestar. Mm-hmm. I've read that book so many times, I love it. <laughs> uh, the quote, he tunneled under his blankets after Dex left, and he'd been there ever since, tossing and turning and flailing and thrashing and just generally feeling sorry for himself. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> like, yeah. That's me sometimes. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's me in the mornings whenever I'm just like, oh, when I get up, it's too early. Mm-hmm. And then I fall asleep and almost miss stuff <laughs> and then my note says no real notes here except they're cute because they were cute and then the sweet eloquent thing and then their minds stay connected while he fell asleep uh, that was i was like i can actually picture them being married <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry sydney i love them oh my goodness it you was just so really sweet adorable? that's like that's like being on the phone with someone and not being able to sleep, and then they're like, I'll stay until you fall asleep. That's just so cute. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that not this, this didn't make me think of, but it was whenever Kenrick asked Orly to leave the council, and he was like, we could have our own place, maybe even our own family one day. And I was like, Kenrick and Orly's parents would be the most adorable Aww. thing. I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay, moving on. I'm actually upset. <laughs> We just need a moment to so emotionally Keith and process Sophie this. Can, can be the new Kenrick and Orally. They're not the same. They're not the same, but they can con- it's it's uh. they can continue the the Kenrick Orally legacy. Okay. 
Dex Kessler and the twins. Yes. Um, <laughs> Rue being driven crazy by keep not talking. Oh my that goodness. was so funny. She was like, talk, talk. She really was. And, like, I think it's because she's so worried and she's just like, yes. I want you to say something. Uh-huh. Because then she's I, trying to get him to say right. something. Because then it means it's, you're, that you're okay. It was. It didn't feel like teasing. It felt like, yeah. say something, Concern. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can, can I can picture her being so sad. Bex has a crush on me. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, he said something about um, one of his mentors having having a crush on him in number one, and it was like Sophie was ninety percent sure she was joking, but he was very good looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Bex, what did Bex say? She was like, "He's too cute for that," or something like that. Something like that. Uh-huh. It was just really funny. And then Keith was like, "Well, that's awkward." <laughs> <laughs> I can I can um, also verify that siblings that age, what are they, twelve, thirteen? Mm-hmm. They are twelve, I think, capable of that. Now it would make much more sense if they were seven or eight, because <laughs> I can say the seven-year-old and five-year-old in my house are the loudest. <laughs> but whenever uh, my sister was twelve, by the way, I have I have three sisters and four brothers, so there's a lot and of the ones that I have two sisters. About. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she, you know how kids are loud, really loud. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but. My sister, who I've been talking about the whole time, the one who bawled at the end of Unlocked, she, whenever she was 12, was, oh my goodness, very loud. I remember when I stayed at your house that time, and your siblings kept talking to me, and it was very sweet, but I was like, I can't pay attention to all of you at once. Yeah, there were like five of them, all talking to her at the same time, all asking different questions. Thank you for listening to the Forbidden Cities podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend about the podcast if you liked us. Email us with comments and episode suggestions at theforbiddencitiespodcast at gmail.com. And to follow us on Instagram, just search at Forbidden Cities Podcast.